This is the Mama Is Well podcast, where women share their stories about motherhood, pregnancy, birth, and womanhood. I am your host, Joanna Penn. Thank you for joining me. On today's episode, Jen tells us about the births of her two children. She delivered in birthing centers in both Louisiana and Missouri. Hi, Jen. Hi. (laughs) So um, thank you for coming today to talk with me for our podcast episode. Jen's an Indigenous mama. She lives in Missouri with her partner, Zach, and she has a lot of um, little ones, right? (laughs) She has two kids, Luna and Kuali. Did I say his name right? Yep. Okay, good. Uh, Two dogs and two pigs also. Um, They're a vegan family and they love uh, zero waste lifestyle and homeschooling as well. And she's really passionate about um, sustainability and intersectional activism, which I love. I know I just, I love all your posts and everything that you put out there. Like you definitely introduced me to other pages that I went to follow. Which yes. Is cool. And that's, I mean, that's, how you that's learn, like my right? favorite thing. Yeah. Is to yeah. just try to connect everything and spread other people who have different, you know, wealths of knowledge to just kind of mm-hmm. spread that around everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for coming on. And um, we want to hear your birth story of your two little ones. So, let me just say, uh, Jen and I have been um, following each other on like social media for a couple of years. And our kids are like around similar ages. So I feel like she's my friend, my friend in my head. That's what I call it. <laughs> Internet cousins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, well, I guess we can start out with um, with your older uh, child, with Luna. So how was your pregnancy with her? So with Luna, it, obviously she was my first child. And I had her at what is like deemed to be a relatively young age. It just, you know, depends on your perspective. But I was okay. um, 22 when I was pregnant with her. And um, culturally for us, that's like, the exact age at which you get pregnant, but you know, now it's a little bit, it's, it's seen as slightly unusual, but, um, but I was so excited. We had planned to, um, be married for a year before, you know, we are highly predictable people. Me and Zach, we, we do things on a schedule and are very, are very much planners. And so we had planned to be married for a year and then we would try to get pregnant. And I knew almost immediately when I was pregnant, like I knew Mm -hmm. instantly. And so it was really interesting. Um, just once I did actually take the test, I was just like, I already Mm -hmm. knew it. I already knew it. And so we were really excited about that. And, um, but being pregnant was amazing. Um, I, was working at a company where we sold solar panels and they were one of the most amazing bosses I think that anyone could ever have. So I would go on long walks. If I ever felt nauseous, they would let me, you know, take a moment. And it got to the point where you get that pregnancy tired, where you feel like you're going to fall asleep at any moment. And my boss would just say like, just put the phone really loud and you could take a nap at your desk. So it was awesome. It was great. (laughs) An amazing pregnancy. That's really unheard of. Yeah. I was, I was extremely lucky. Yeah, Yeah. And, um, the only thing is that I had hella, hella morning sickness with Luna Mm, and it was something that, that I, 
couldn't imagine how awful that was until yeah. I was going through it. And so, yeah, it was like immediately as soon as I'd wake up, I was already nauseous and I'd get to work and I'd have to like walk all the way outside to the tree line to go puke behind the trees because I didn't want to throw up where anybody would see me. Yeah. But yeah, once wow. once that first trimester ended, it was just awesome. It was so okay. much fun. I loved yeah. being pregnant and yeah. um I was planning on giving birth at the birthing center, the local birthing center in the town that we were living in. And I was really lucky that it was a five minute drive. Oh, that's nice. And so the day of was something that only in my head could I have pictured how it was going to go. You know, we have these ideas Mm -hmm. of this is how my labor is going to go. This is how it's going to be. And you get a lot of twists and turns before you get to that point. Oh, yeah. And so uh, we had a couple friends over and we were just, you know, hanging out and eating supper. And all of a sudden I'm like, y'all, I, I'm not feeling too good. I'm going to go lay down. Like, I'm fine, but I'm just going to, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to go to bed early. And so I end yeah. up going, going upstairs and I'm just hanging out. My husband and the rest of our friends are still downstairs and hanging out. And everybody's like, maybe, maybe this is the beginning. I'm like, no, it's fine. And so I actually go to sleep and Hi. I go to sleep. Oh, sorry, hey, to say hello. <laughs> hey. you don't know me, but I know this. you. <laughs> That's Jen. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. I'll come talk to you soon. Okay. And, um, sorry. <laughs> so I felt like a little bit of cramps and I felt a little bit of uncomfortableness, but it was nothing that, yeah. that would even get me to think that it was actual labor and it was at about midnight where the contractions started getting like really intense and i was like wow i'm in labor y'all like i was talking to zach and i was like this is real and what's so funny is that i was like zach can you like kind of count my contractions we had like the little app or whatever and i would be like okay start it and then once i would look up zach was sleeping and i'm like zach you didn't you miscalculated or whatever (laughs) and so it just kept going and going and then it got to the point where i was so nauseous that i threw up and i had read online Uh, like "Ooh, once you throw up this is real labor yeah and so since the birthing center was so close um i in my head wanted to go once i was ready to have the baby but in my head being that it was my first pregnancy, first labor, I was like, oh, this is it. Like, I'm ready to roll. This baby's about yeah. to come out. And I get there and she's like, this is like the very beginning of labor. You're not even uh-huh. like, <laughs> you're not, <laughs> this isn't it at all. And oh, I'm just like, oh my God, it gets worse than this. How am I supposed yeah. to handle this? Right. And so we get to the birthing center. My midwife was really, really awesome. And she's like, you know, you just need to walk around the birthing center, walk around with Zach and just walk through the contractions. You're, you're going to be fine. And so we did okay. that for a long time and it was just me and Zach yeah. and after a few hours we called my mom and so my mom showed up and she's all ecstatic and just so thrilled that this moment's finally getting there and yeah. I was super fortunate too that um all of the women in my family also gave birth naturally so I had tons of information tons of people to lean on yeah. to ask these questions like how is this going to happen you know whatever yeah. and I had a lot of like comfort and and just awareness that I was able to do it because they were able to do it and so I was like yeah. pretty sure of myself and That's so such a strong line like yes and it was something to connect yeah. to yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 
And so once the contraction started getting much more intense, my midwife was like, do you want to get in the water? Because that was the whole idea was mm. to give birth in the water and it was yeah. going to be awesome. And so I get in the water and I like get in like so focused. I was like, ready. This is time. I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. And my contractions actually slowed down. Oh. And I was so frustrated. And the contractions like, slowed oh down and yeah. she was like, I don't really know what to tell you. You got mm -hmm. too relaxed in the water. And I'm like, are you kidding? Like, oh, <laughs> what, what am okay. I supposed to do? So they actually yeah. took me out of the water and into okay. the bed that was okay. like in the room, mm -hmm. which was the exact opposite of what I wanted. I was like, I know that laying on your back is not like the best yeah. place, you know, whatever. And she was like, well, just kind of rest up. And then the contractions actually started speeding back up. Okay. And I remember just being in the most excruciating pain that I've ever mm -hmm. been in my entire life. Like mm -hmm. yeah. I couldn't even fathom what that was going to be like. And mm -hmm. I am just squeezing Zach's hand. He's like on one side and Zach's and my mom's on the other side. And I just tell Zach, I was like, can you please kill me? Because I can't do this. And he's like, you can do this. Like, you come from a lot of women who have done this. Like yeah. you can do this. And I'm just like, no, you don't understand. I can't. I'm getting like, I chills because <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And to me, like the contractions were this, right? Were one level, but the worst yeah. part by far was the ring of fire was when she was actually coming out and her head okay. was coming out. And I thought, I literally thought I was going to just split in two. I was like, this is not. Yeah. how it's supposed to be happening you know whatever my midwife like was just so boss and the whole time she was like no this is exactly what's supposed to be happening your body is just going through what needs to happen like you got yeah. this and yeah and then she was born and it was almost immediate like how after they're born that the pain mm. just goes away it's like oh my baby's here and yeah. your body's just like you're fine and so it was a obviously a life-altering experience it was something yeah. that i never knew that i could do and mm -hmm. and the amount of strength that i found within myself not only physically but like mentally i'm like i can do anything i yeah. am unstoppable now You're like superwoman yeah yeah like for real so how long was it from that time when you were like with your friends and you started feeling um, something to so, her birth? so the very beginning, like contractions, very light contractions would be like at nine, but my labor labor started at around, I'd say three a.m. is when I was at, like in actual labor. So from yeah. three, and then she was born at around nine o'clock. So like okay. still a pretty fast labor yeah. comp compared, but yeah. it felt like an eternity. You couldn't tell I'm me that sure. it wasn't like seven <laughs> days worth of pain. Yeah, but yeah. Wow, that's awesome. And how was um how was Zach during this your partner? Zach was like everything that you would want in someone in that situation. Wow, I was uh, we actually took a like a birthing class through the birthing center okay. and the instructor the instructor there was so awesome and so focused on details like they would tell the partners not to say like I know what you're going through. <laughs> she was like, because you do not know what they're going through. They don't say that, and so yeah. it's just little things like oh, that. That's good. And yeah. and yeah, it was it was things that I had never really thought about, mm -hmm. and uh, ways of phrasing and places to put pressure. At one point, when I was going through really intense contractions, I was just leaning on both of his arms. He held out his arms out, okay. and I had both my arms like crossed and pushing down, yeah. and 
Luna was born in November, so it was kind of cold. So he was wearing a hoodie. And I just mm-hmm. remember once everything was over, he took off his hoodie and it was like dripping sweat because of how oh, much oh. of my weight he was holding down. And wow. afterwards, we talked about yeah. it like you could have just leaned on something like the bed. <laughs> so yeah. on me. I was like, no, I want to lean on you. Yeah. And yeah, I was so grateful that he was like pro. I mean, like he could teach classes to partners on how to handle that's a woman awesome. in labor because he yeah. he did great he did great that's so important too because i feel like yeah everyone reacts differently also mm-hmm. when the day comes so mm-hmm. some people forget everything like <laughs> that day it's like oh oh crap what yeah. am i gonna do yeah. yeah so that's so cool okay mm-hmm. so um what helped the most during that labor was it like the leaning that part like leaning on that, him uh that the leaning on zach and also I got on a birthing ball and sat in the shower. That's when my midwife, like once the contractions were getting really intense, she put me on a birthing ball and the shower was just hitting my back. And for like a split second and almost felt like I wasn't in labor. Like that's how amazing it was to have the water just running on me. And then, you know, and then it went back to normal and I was like, Oh yeah, Yeah. no, this is what's going on. But but it was incredible. The water was something that uh, to this day, I always tell everybody like if you're in labor and you're able to, get a birthing ball and like have that water hit on you because it was, I was fortunate enough that I didn't Mm -hmm. have any sort of back labor or back spasms. I hear so many women who have that and I can't imagine Mm -hmm. what that must feel like. Mm -hmm. But um, being that mine was very typical, the water was something that helped tremendously. That's good. Yeah. And then how was your like postpartum time or like those beginning stages? Yeah. So postpartum. Yeah. So for me, we do the tradition, which is called the cuarentena, which you are basically taken care of to the utmost needs for 40 days. And so my mom stayed with me for the 40 days. um, And obviously I had Zach and they basically pampered me for the 40 days that I needed everything. And so they brought my food. My mom, my mom stayed with us. So she was cooking and Zach was cleaning the house and everything was just taken care of. And I think that that's something that oftentimes we forget not only as women, but as a society as a whole, like women who go through labor, regardless of what way, whether it was uh, through the hospital or in whatever form, like it Mm -hmm. is an extreme experience, whether it's positive or not, it's still, extreme to go through that and you need a lot of care afterwards and and people forget to to bring that forward and I was super fortunate enough like I said to have my mom and Zach yeah you know do basically everything that I needed yeah I mean that's so amazing I feel like that's Mm -hmm. how that's how it was for a long Mm -hmm. time and then now in modern you know culture here Mm -hmm. in the United States specifically it's like people are expected to just bounce yeah, back. You just got to do it by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you got to do it by yourself and don't complain because yeah. you asked for it. And, right. and, you know, if you're asking for help, then why'd you have a baby to begin with? You know, it's that idea yeah. of, of the self that we have mm-hmm. so dominant in Western society to think like, um, I have to do this alone as opposed to traditional ways which is we're a unit and we ask for help and we all depend on on one another and i think Mm -hmm. that i'm super fortunate enough that i still have that connection with my family to be able to do something like that and the fact that my mom still has those traditional teachings for me and and yeah she was awesome in in making all the foods that i was supposed to eat 
we eat a lot of arroz en leche when when you just have a baby in order to like produce more milk and just okay. all kinds of little things that that helped me so much and i think that the having that help having that connection with a partner and my mom and my sister and everybody who was there to help me uh, helps out a lot with this postpartum like change this this like getting back into what your new norm is going to be mm-hmm. which i yeah. think helps a lot with with lowering your chances of postpartum depression just because you feel that safety net you feel secure yeah. you feel all of these things that you really need to feel <laughs> once you have yeah. this baby because yeah. if you feel those feelings of isolation of what am i supposed to do of this baby's crying and mm-hmm. and i need to get supper done or, or the dishes are dirty you know like all yeah. of these extra things that are going all around you yeah it's it's a lot it's crazy but i feel <laughs> like that that's so important because not only did your mom come help you but and your sister too right you said mm-hmm. you're you're gonna pass that on you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. If they if they have children, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that stuff is so powerful because it keeps going. It doesn't yes. stop that you know month or two after. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just skip <laughs> skip along. Um, so tell me about um, pregnancy with Quali. So pregnancy with Quali again. We're super meticulous and super planning, and so. We calculated everything to where he would be born at the very end of spring, beginning of summer, so that my sister and my mom could come up for her break from school. And so, like Uh I said, we planned all of this stuff out. We figured it all out. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, (laughs) so we planned it out to where Zach's little sister and my little sister and my mom would be here for the extended 40 days that I would need after. They're and younger, so, right? They're, yes. They're, so sister. my little sister uh-huh. is 12 and Zach's little okay. sister is, uh, I think she just turned 15. And so, yeah, okay. they're like, they yeah. love our babies and are, have always been the best help. So it was like yeah. such a great, and then they were able to be up here for summer break, which was awesome. That's but uh, the pregnancy was great. We had been in Missouri for a while and I... I'm super fortunate to have all of this outside space and be able to go walk around. So I was able to, to just like freely go to the Creek and just play outside with Luna. So I felt like super strong during this pregnancy because I was walking six, seven miles a day by the end of the pregnancy. And so I felt, I felt so good. And so it was getting around time that Guali was supposed to be born. And with Luna, being that she was my first people always said like oh you might go a week late or two weeks late and that's perfectly Mm -hmm. normal for your first baby but Luna was actually born a week early and so my midwife my mom everyone predicted so if you went a week early for your first baby you might go two or one week or at least a few days early with Guali but Guali was born four days after his due date and so (laughs) all of those days leading up I was going on ridiculously long hikes with my mom mm-hmm. and my sister and and just waiting and we're like okay when when yeah. is this baby coming Guali was such an active baby see just flailing everywhere and so different I was from, ready from I was Luna, Luna was Luna active but this was just like next level OD and yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I, I'm telling you this as he's climbing up this chair over there <laughs> <laughs> And so I was ready. Um, I was just like, okay, 
this is awesome and this is great, but this baby yeah. needs to come out. This baby yeah. needs to uh to be here. And I remember it was Mother's Day, it was on a Sunday, and we were in Springfield. And so that was the big issue too, is that there's no birthing center in the town that we live in. The birthing mm-hmm. center is an hour and a half away. Hour and a half. And okay. so yeah. I did not want to give birth on the way to the birthing yeah. center. Yeah. And so it was trying to calculate like how much early do we go mm-hmm. or when, you know, yeah. how do we handle that without me being at the birthing center way too early? Because I didn't want to just spend all of that time there waiting for the baby to come either. Right. Um, and so it was Mother's Day. It was Sunday. We were in Springfield because we were grocery shopping because a lot of the, the, the vegan stuff is out there. So we go into the mm-hmm. city and. I was getting contractions and I was like, I'm going to have a mother's day baby. This is going to be great. I'm already in Springfield. I had my bag with me in the car just in case and nothing. The contraction stops. And so I called my midwife. I'm like, what should I do? Should I just stay in Springfield? And she was like, no, just go back home. She was like, baby's not ready. And I was like, well, this is disappointing. Like I said, I'm a planner. So me getting so excited about having a mother's day baby, like I already had it set in stone. And so we come back home and, um, I tell Zach, like, you just go to sleep. I'm going to hang out on the couch for a little bit with my mom. And so me and my mom were kind of just talking and my mom ended up falling asleep. And then my contractions started back up and I just let everybody sleep. I was like, if this is it, I want them rested so that, so that they can help me. Yeah. And so Zach slept for a yeah. while and my mom slept for a while. And I was just laboring by myself as much as I could. I wanted to go as long as possible by myself. And during this pregnancy, I got really into hypnobirthing and I had read about it with Luna, but I wasn't like committed to it, I guess. And so, um, I was like, okay, I really need to do this. I, I think I'm strong enough mentally to be able to like put these things into practice and whatever. And, and so I started listening to like my little audio things on, uh, on my phone while in late, while laboring and just progress, progress to the point where I was like, okay, I need to wake up my mom. I was like, I'm actually in labor. And so I wake up my mom and it was at around one. And so I labor with my mom for a good while and we're just talking and she's like, I think this is it. I'm so excited. You know, you got this. And I go and I sit in the tub for a while. And that is when it's, it's like three o'clock and I'm like, okay, I'm in labor now. And I felt great the entire time. None of it was painful. I just knew that the pressure was coming, that Mm. the contractions were getting close. So that's when I ended up waking up Zach. I was like, so it's three o'clock. I was like, we need to head to Springfield. And so we get Luna, we wake her up and we get in the car. And as we're driving, my contractions start speeding up more and more. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I, I think this baby's coming sooner than I thought. And it's an hour and a half to get there. Mm-hmm. and i'm like we're not gonna make it in time and so mm-hmm. my mom my mom starts driving and we made an hour and a half drive in one hour so we wow. my mom was yeah. rolling okay <laughs> yeah. getting there and wow. so we get there at exactly four o'clock and my contractions are so intense and i just remember this moment it's like burned into my brain i remember my mom's like, squeeze my hand, squeeze my hand. Like as she's driving, she's like, squeeze my hand, squeeze my hand. I'm like, no, I need to be as loose as possible so that the blood can go. If I tighten, then everything's going to hurt more. And she was like, you're ridiculous. You need to just squeeze my hand. I'm like, no, I got this. And 
I've never felt so in control in my life during a moment of yeah. no control. And so wow. when we get there, I open the door and the birthing center's locked because it's, you know, 4 a.m. And but the midwife's inside. And so yeah. I just knock on the door and I just get on the ground because this huge wave just comes over me and it's yeah. a huge contraction. I'm just like working through it, working through it. And my, the midwife just opens the door and she's like, oh, I guess, I guess you're here. Yeah. And she helps me inside. And that was, we got there at 4 a.m. And I'm like, I really need the water because this, that's what helped me with Luna. And okay. so she puts me on a birthing ball and she puts the water hit in my back. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm for it. And she's like, did you want to give birth in the tub? And I was like, yeah, that was my plan. I'm talking to her like totally normally. I'm able to, to speak to her. So I don't think yeah. that my labor's that far ahead just yeah. because I'm able to talk. And she's like, you need to get in the water now if you're planning on having that baby in the tub. And I'm like, okay. And so she like hurries up and starts filling the tub. And she's like, you need to get in here. And I get in the tub and I, I just remember I kiss Luna and I'm like, you know, ma mama's okay. Cause she was kind of freaking out, but I really wanted yeah. her to be there in that moment. Yeah. And I'm like, mama's okay. You know, mama's going to be okay. But, but baby's coming, like baby's going to come. And she's like yeah. all excited and whatever. Aww. And then like it, it I, I feel, I feel Wally coming. Like I literally feel wow. on his head and I'm like, yeah. wow. And, um, she's like, do you, do you want some water? Do you want something? And we had some coconut water and I was like, Oh, I'll have the coconut water. And Zach's like trying to give me the coconut water but I can't drink it because it's like in a can and it's like not yeah. whatever. And she's like, Oh, I've got some straws. I've got some straws. And Zach goes, like, no, 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 no. We don't use plastic straws. I got a straw in, in the truck. And so <laughs> as he goes to get the straw out of the truck, uh -huh. the second that he walks back through the door, Kuali's <gasps> born. Like, I mean, within oh seconds, within seconds, I'm surprised you didn't, you weren't like, don't leave. You must've known that you could wait for him to come back. <laughs> and, right? and that, and we talked about that for forever afterwards, how yeah. literally as he was walking in, Wally comes out and he was born in the water, in his sack. So my oh, water didn't break. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I had never and seen call, anything right? like and that. That's what they yeah. Call yeah. 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 And, oh. and so my midwife actually like, ripped it so that he could come out yeah. and and oh, it was cool. it was literally like magic like there's no other way for me to explain it yeah. because having gone through the labor with luna with it being so intense and so mm -hmm. like so painful that yeah. i almost mocked people who were on youtube trying to say like oh i had a painless labor because of yeah. hypnobirthing, I'm like, uh, apparently you didn't give birth to the same baby that I did because that is not how it happened. Yeah. But I can honestly say that with Kuali, it was, it, it was hard and, and intense, but it wasn't mm -hmm. pain. I can't even explain, I wow. can't even put it into yeah. words how it was because like right after words, I was like, did I just do that? Did, yeah. did that baby just come out? Because just because of how intense and painful it was with Luna. I could yeah. never have fathomed that it was going to be like that with him. Yeah. And that's awesome. It was like life altering because so at first up. with Luna, I was yeah. like, I'm powerful. I can do this. Yeah. And then with Kuali, I was like, I'm magic. Like, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how this happened. Yeah, that's awesome. You went from powerful yeah. to magic. Oh my gosh. So how long was the total time frame there? Uh, so my contractions, I woke up my mom at three. We left. Right. We, yeah, so I labored 
we we always try to figure it out. So my labor pretty much started from at one o'clock when I was laboring mm. by myself. Okay. But it, we didn't leave until three, and then he was born yeah. at four twenty. So he was born wow. twenty minutes after we got to the birthing center. So, so had my mom, mom been driving drive, the speed limit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? If yeah. she was driving the speed limit, you would have had the baby in the car. Oh my yeah. goodness. That is amazing. Yeah. I love that story. Yeah. Oh, man. It 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 gives me the chills every time that I think about yeah. it. Cause I'm just like, yeah. wow, like that. And and even just seeing him, there's a, a song actually that um the the musician is called Nako and he there's this one song on on his albums and that's what i was listening to when i was going through like super intense contractions and so okay. now every time that i listen to it, i'm just like oh my god like <laughs> i'm in labor what? oh do you uh, do you say like turn it off or you're like <laughs> no no it, i just i get all kinds of emotional and like okay. yeah i just feel like i said like magic like there's no oh other way gosh. to explain it that's amazing yeah. uh, you're even like glowing as yeah you yeah like, like, I see like so every happy. time i think yes. about it yeah yeah so um, when you have a birth center birth, do you, how long do you stay? Like generally after the baby's born? Um, so with Luna, we only stayed for four hours. Okay. Um, and so we got to go home immediately. Um, because, yeah. because again, the birthing center was only five, five minutes away. So Girls. we were able to just go home. Yeah. But yeah. for Kuali, being that it was an hour and a half, I didn't want to drive the hour and a half back. Mm-hmm. Um, because as a a baby he would have to be like checked up on after 24 hours of being born so i didn't want to drive back That's home true. and then to drive yeah. back and yeah. so we actually stayed at a at, at a place like right right there and we just spent the night oh, there so that way we were able to go back to the birthing center for them to check on us but oh, but we were sense. able to leave yeah. um again four hours after he was born which was awesome okay. yeah. um and there's just so many women who i think would just have exponentially different birth stories if they were able mm-hmm. to give birth in in a calmer environment because yeah. i know that many women feel more comfortable in a hospital and whatever it is that you feel more comfortable in that's where you need to give birth at whether that's at yeah. home at a birthing center or a hospital where you feel right. safe that's where you need to do it um right. but a lot of women are are forced into situations that they don't want to be um yeah. especially if they have given birth in traditional ways before. So my aunt has such a heartbreaking story. She had given birth to both of her daughters in El Salvador with a midwife at home in at her own pace, in her own way. And she was squatting when she gave birth because that's like a typical way to give birth. Okay. And um, yeah. once she had her third child here in the States, she mm-hmm. was attached to the machinery and she wasn't at a high risk pregnancy at all, but that was just mm. what they told her that she had to do. And yeah. it was like a terrible experience for her just because oh. she had no control over how to yes. labor and mm. being in the bed for her. Um, she had, I mean, she's to this day, her child is almost 20 years old and she still mm. has a lot of very negative connection to giving birth in that, in that setting. Um, I think that there's so many women who are able to just have a better experience once they have a little bit more liberty and what, and how they labor and, and pain management and all of that. Yeah. I mean, since, um, like I took a training to, to be a doula like two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like ever since then I've been talking to people and a lot of people have like birth trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, it looks different for everyone. So mm-hmm. like some people may 
you know, tell their story and then they, they consider it to be like traumatic experience mm-hmm. that they're like working through. And then other people are like, if I had that, I would, that would be amazing. I wouldn't consider yeah. it trauma, you know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I feel like it's so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love your stories. Thank you so I know, much. For I know. I, I love my stories. Yeah. Like I get yes. so excited when I tell yes. them. About it. Yeah. And um, I didn't ask you anything about um postpartum with Kuali that was was anything different or um I know your your family was able to come. Yeah, right and Missouri. so it yeah. was it was even more awesome because yeah. I had uh like I said both of them both of our sisters stayed here and they were able to entertain luna so that was one of my biggest things i knew i could handle newborn newborn stage to me is always the easiest uh it's 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 once they're older (laughs) they're like a hassle and a handful but but as a baby i was like i got this you know this is fine it was just i never wanted luna to feel alone i never wanted luna to feel forgotten and so having them here they played with her and like i said it was the end of spring beginning of summer so they played outside and i just Mm -hmm. sat in the shade with wally as i nursed him and they would play in the grass and yeah. find worms and do all kinds of stuff. So it was, yeah. it was so blissful. It was something that I wish that all women were able to experience that level yeah. of support with, Definitely. with babies, because that's what we need. That's how it's supposed yes. to be. And, um, I, I hope that, that one day we do get to a point where, where those ways come back and that yeah. everyone is able to experience that. For sure. Definitely. Oh, thank you so much. So I'm going to stop the recording. Anything else you want to say, though, to people listening? Um, I just hope that hearing stories like this offer that level of confidence within themselves to be able to do these things. Because whatever path labor takes you in, whether that is um, through Pitocin or through an epidural or a home birth or whatever it is that may be, like baby is going to get there. and, And the safest way is the best way always. To keep up with the release of new episodes, follow at Mama Is Well on Instagram. That's M A M A I S W E L L. If you're interested in sharing your story or if you want to get in touch, please contact me at mamaiswell at gmail.com. Sending love. Bye.